On this episode of How to Actually Change the World, we talk with Dr. Joseph Bucci, Associate Professor and Department Chair for Business Leadership and Management. Dr. Bucci tells us stories from his new book, available now, Redemption Inc. Enjoy. All right. Well, this is awesome. I'm so excited uh, to be here with two really great people. Uh, Welcome, everyone, to How to Actually Change the World. We're really excited uh, to be here today. We have a special guest, uh, Dr. Bucci. But before we introduce Dr. Bucci, my name is Darvin Muentes. And I'm Ray Pearson, Ben. And we're your hosts, and we're excited to be here with you today. Please like and subscribe. uh, And if you're watching on YouTube, hit that bell notification. It'll notify you every single time that our podcast drops. So without further ado, Dr. Bucci. Hi. <laughs> Hello. How are you doing? I'm doing great. That's awesome, good. actually. Yeah. Good. We're really excited to have you on the show. Uh, we are excited because this show is all about showing people really great people who are from the university, people who are affiliated with us, and you are very I guess, affiliated. I guess with they the were all on vacation this week. <laughs> So, We've uh, had the benefit of spending some time with you, so I'm excited that for others, they're going to get a chance to it, be introduced to this amazing, that's yes, great. this well, amazing very kind. professor. Uh, thank you. Yeah. So, so why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself? Just help our audience okay. get to know you a little bit. Well, it all started when I was born, uh, <laughs> and it, it was downhill from there. Uh, <laughs> I've uh, been here for uh, 11 years, but uh, really started my career in uh, in a uh, HR role, um, and uh, I was in a nonprofit. And one of my leaders uh, directed an HR agency, and I worked with him. Hmm. Wanted to get into uh, professional ministry. I did that for a while, till one day when my wife came to me and said, uh, "I don't know about you, but I hate this, and I'm leaving." <laughs> so. Uh, it seemed like it was a good time for a career change <laughs> uh, because it was very stressful in that. And I yeah. think we were sorting through really how we could serve the Lord. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, I'm grateful that uh, she's still with me 40 years this Praise year. God. Wow. Uh, Congratulations. And, uh, That's awesome. You know, you, if you're married, you know that there are seasons uh, when you are on the same page or you're trusting that the Lord is leading this one and you're going to support them. Mm-hmm. So uh, I learned a lot through that, and I think it's really made me the person that I am when I talk about business. Mm-hmm. I understand from a professional ministry perspective how that works. Uh, it wasn't a good fit for us. Uh, and and I'm, I'm seeing there's a lot of young men who are actually dropping out right now and getting into business careers. I know several who have done that. So I, I think that is changing. But for us, it ha- gave me a background in ministry, and then I got back into business with my HR background and uh, worked in a, a Christian-owned business for a number of years. And that kind of helped me formulate a lot of the philosophy I have about business as a particular calling no lesser than any other calling Mm -hmm. uh, that you can serve the Lord by hiring people, by paying taxes, and especially by uh, putting people in roles where they can fulfill their calling and Mm -hmm. use their talents and abilities to serve customers. Um, So 
uh, that's kind of what I do now. I've yeah. been uh, beating the drum for that uh, for several years. And uh, because I got into higher ed and needed to get a dissertation, a doctorate, uh, did some research on uh, a redemption. Redemption's critical to me. I know what Jesus Christ has done for me. Mm-hmm. And uh, I started asking the question, where's redemption in the, the management literature? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, as an HR guy, I looked at it. Uh, from an HR perspective, well, you've got 10 people reporting to you and you, uh, uh, you say, well, this one, you know, is not working out really well, so we use discipline on them and maybe they'll turn their life around. Um, and so that's redemption. But really, if you think about redemption, Jesus being our intermediary, the uh, advocate uh, with the Father, uh, uh, redemption is really someone who's failed completely and mm-hmm. is reliant on second chance and opportunity. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So yeah. when I started seeing that, uh, I started doing research. And my initial research, I looked at 18 studies on this, people being reinstated and uh, for all different reasons. And none of them performed as well uh, as they had. A lot of them said they were bulletproof now. Hey, I got back with the company and mm-hmm. I can do no wrong. So the question is, uh, are there people who get this second chance and who actually flourish? Mm-hmm. Um, and I interviewed some people where that happened, and I tried to track uh, how that worked with the managers, and that became my dissertation. That became my first book, um, uh, called Redemptive Leadership. Mm. Plug for that. But that ended up being <laughs> an academic book. It wasn't. I can't even get it for less than 130 bucks. It's well, very expensive. <laughs> well, I, I'm listening to you talk, and I hear that you've been in so many different roles throughout your experience and your professional experience, and now you're bringing all of those, all of the things that you've learned from that Amen. here to all the right. university. Can you tell me how those worlds have worked here at the university and why it's fueled what you believe is your calling great. towards the redemption. Sure, well that's great. So one role being, um, I have my freshmen come in and I have them do this exercise in the intro to business class and you watch them uh, respond to business and they start saying, business is corrupt, business people just want your money, they don't mm. treat their employees well. So I take all these thoughts and I put them on a PowerPoint slide and I flash mm-hmm. it on the screen and I say, do you really believe this? Do you really believe that business is like this? Because I can show you examples where there's corruption in other fields. Um, Do you really want to be a business major if you're going into it with this idea about how Mm -hmm. corrupt business is? Can you not see that we're able to take businesses places where professional ministries cannot go? You know, people have to go into countries as, you know, uh, English teachers or in some other role, they mm-hmm. have to pretend uh, to be something that they're not because they want to sneak the gospel in, right? Mm-hmm. Where you can open doors uh, through business, mm-hmm. providing opportunities for people and communicate the gospel. Yep. That mm-hmm. way, we have a gentleman who speaks in our class, our intro class, who's in China. He's uh, uh, heads a group of uh, uh, investors and they look for two. Th- they're they're in China and they look for two things. They look for a return on investment and a return on faith. Mm. They're Christians. Mm. If they go into a community and they can propagate the gospel successfully, but the people don't do well, they sell the business. Mm. 
if they go into a community and the business does exceedingly well, but the gospel is not uh, being communicated and people are not benefiting from that, they sell the business. Wow. They wow. want both. Yeah. So when you, right, so since I've been on kind of both sides of this, um, uh, I really think it allows me to be able to see this and communicate this and challenge our students to see business as a viable career, not as an alternative. Yeah. Oh, I couldn't be a pastor, mm-hmm. so now I have to be an accountant. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, and you go into businesses and you help them not just with ethics, you help yep. them with, with uh, you know, justification. You know, where is Jesus in accounting, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, being mm-hmm. able to articulate a company's vision and its success by looking at numbers. You know, are we profitable for the reasons that we originally intended or are we uh, somehow not communicating with our customers uh, the accuracy of that. Like, yeah. so, for example, oil companies and how successful they're being right now, and there certainly is a lot of criticism mm-hmm. of that. As a business person, I don't want to accept the fact that they're gaining profits at our expense. I want to believe that those profits are because they have now reaped the benefit of their investment, and they're going to take that, and they're going to help um, you know, to try and provide better pricing mm-hmm. for us. Uh, so, you know, while most people might be very critical of the big, mm-hmm. bad companies, mm-hmm. I try not to do that at first blush um, and try and help my students to do that. So am I naive? I, I don't think so. I think that uh, certainly there are uh, people who are out for themselves, and certainly in business mm-hmm. there mm-hmm. is yeah. opportunity for that. But there's also tremendous opportunity for yeah. people to express themselves, their their um, their talents, Absolutely. finding the role that God would have them mm-hmm. yeah. uh, to fulfill. I mean, God created Adam, and in Genesis two fifteen, He says, "You're in the garden. You're working. Yep. Work is an opportunity." to express oneself, to bless others. You know, Genesis one twenty eight, be fruitful and multiply, bless others Mm -hmm. with the fruit of the land that I've given to you. Mm -hmm. And if you can make a profit doing that, well, I, he didn't quite say that. In <laughs> Genesis. That's kind of my interpretation. That's the, the business leader's no, Bible. I hear yeah. what you're saying, though, because, you know, just speaking to your students and letting them know that people are flawed. And so whenever right. you add people to an equation, right. exactly. then yep. it depends on the people that you have right. there. Yeah. And so it just depends on what people they intend right. to be when right. they go into the, yeah. that, right. that industry. There's yeah. a study, forgive me, there's a study that I quote, um, Uh, 75% of people uh, display aberrant behavior on the job. Mm. And that is anywhere from lateness, absences, all the way to extreme behavior. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So when we think that we're hiring just, you know, good old people and we're going to find the best out of this bunch and I don't remember what class we had together, but in the HR class, you know, we take 100 people and we try and distill it down to the best two people, right? Mm -hmm. Um, That doesn't mean that they come with all the, you know, everything's working correctly. Mm -hmm. Um, And so to understand that as a human being, as a manager, with the opportunity to be a shepherd and a steward over that 
gift of God, uh, providing dignity to those people to work and to express themselves and to care for their families. That's why, you know, when you look at ex-convicts, going back to the book, mm-hmm. you look at ex-convicts who get out of prison. I was reading an article this morning, uh, uh, the estimated um, uh, unemployment rate for ex-convicts is 27 percent, mm-hmm. right? Sixty uh, percent of them go back to their original employer because no one else will hire okay. them. Mm-hmm. Uh, Three quarters of them, if they don't find work within a year, have to, have to work. You know, mm-hmm. there are some people yeah. who are living under yeah. bridges. These Absolutely. are God's creation, mm-hmm. and yeah. they're living under bridges mm-hmm. because no one will employ them. What are they to do? Mm-hmm. Uh, so. Uh, that doesn't justify, right? Yeah. There's right, no yeah. justification right. for poor behavior. But it, it explains why people yep. in desperate situations may do things, right? Mm-hmm. You go back to Les Miserables, right? Uh, um, yeah. And how uh, the bishop was so kind, um, and that broke the heart of the, uh, yes. of the gentleman uh, because he only knew one way. Mm-hmm. So he was mm-hmm. able to find a different way. And that's what we need to be about. I think, you know, Christians need to be about expressing our values in the marketplace. Yeah. It may not all be redemption. Let me, can I tell you another story? Mm-hmm. I got a lot yes, of stories. Please. I know you guys are the hosts here. <laughs> no. um, so uh, my original work on this was a group of 46 uh, business people, Christian, business identified Christian, uh, business owners, entrepreneurs, leaders of nonprofits. Uh, so, uh, a series of questions. Would, you know, uh, does God guide your decision making? Yes. You pray about certain. Yes, yes. I, is faith an influence in your business? Yes, yes, mm-hmm. yes. Okay. So then, would you rehire a a for uh, a terminated employee? No. Would you hire an ex-convict? No. Would you hire a former mm. drug addict? No. Mm. So. Now, so the the now I'm setting them up, right? Yeah. You have to understand that survey work. You cannot uh, just draw a conclusion. Well, they're not really acting as Christians. No, uh, I set them up with a series of of questions that they didn't answer in a particular way. Uh, maybe they support their church very strongly. Maybe they take from their profits and they support missions. I worked mm-hmm. in a business in Philadelphia. Ten uh, percent of their profits went to missions work, right? So um, so then I ran that survey again when I came to Regent University. Mm-hmm. And uh, uh, the thing was, when you compared the two groups, the group of faith-identified uh, business people were more likely to allow faith and prayer to guide their decision-making. Mm. However, when you compared the two groups, there was no difference between the control group of general business people from the Chamber of Commerce and the group that I had as to whether they would offer second chances. Hmm. No difference. Wow. So, hmm. so why? Yeah, yeah. Why, when you have this tool in your hands to provide employment, yeah, it's going to take some work. Uh, the book, uh, my new book, Redemption Inc., talks about some uh, business offer counseling and coaching and and helping people because they're raw they've been isolated maybe yep. in prison mm. or they've come out of a life controlling uh, problem they've been through a drug program or they've been abused there was one woman um, it talks about in the book she 
worked here at Regent University and she's making a presentation in her MBA program telling about how I want to start a business that's going to help women and who are uh, abused and they're in these terrible situations. She mm-hmm. describes this woman who is fearful and her husband's being watched by the FBI and the police and, and she's afraid to do anything and she's under this tremendous pressure. And she said, I want to uh, take care of people like that. And that woman was me. And I started weeping. Wow. How come yeah. I didn't know this? How mm-hmm. could you, how could I work with you and, and not be aware yeah. of this? You know, and, you know, those aren't things that people want to tell you. But, you know, all around us, you know, if we took the time to hear your story and your mm-hmm. story, uh, you know, you could tell us, oh, yeah, there was a time when I really struggled. And God brought someone around, a boss, yes. a, a pastor or someone to offer you that mm-hmm. encouragement. And that's what we are to people through work. If work is so meaningful... Mm-hmm. And if people have, you know, the propensity to fail and fall short, Mm -hmm. uh, can you see now how businesses have the opportunity to complete the cycle? Yeah. I've been through a drug program or whatever. Now I need someone to hire me. Mm -hmm. The drug program can't hire me. Someone needs to hire me and complete the cycle. Mm -hmm. Someone needs to be my advocate. That's redemption. Well, I think, Dr. Bucci, and this is just me being transparent, that I think... I believe that my experience out in working in the secular business world, I was utilizing the secular business world and applying that to my thought for business rather than taking what I know of my faith and applying that to my business. Yeah. And I think that there probably will be listeners who've thought about that mm-hmm. and that you've taken on or embraced the standard that they say, if you do this and do that, you're out of here. Yeah. Um, and that they've embraced that, that law or standard and have not applied the fact of redemption or the fact of forgiveness and then what's next. Mm-hmm. And I think that's super interesting. And yeah. and we chatted about the mm-hmm. book and I think the people need to hear about this book. This yeah, book yeah, is one too. that will certainly kind, get yeah. you yes. to think about who you are yeah. and who you want to be yeah. uh, out there in the business world. Yeah. And I will actually be getting to the book here shortly. We're going to take a very quick <laughs> break uh, and then we'll be back in to talk about your book and some more of the stories. Please give us all the stories. We're, we're loving this. This is awesome. And this is great for our audience to hear too. Uh, hearing redemption happen mm-hmm. in this way and thinking about redemption within the workplace, especially since you, I mean, you said you went to find the literature and it was like non-existent essentially, you know? And so finding it and then going out and doing the studies and saying, wow, there are people that are doing this. This is happening. That's amazing. So, so stay tuned yes. because Dr. Bucci is about to change how you think. Yes, yes. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so we'll take a quick break and then we'll be right back. Your college degree should open doors of opportunity. At Regent University, we believe that rigorous, relevant, respected education can prepare you for a lifetime of impact and influence. Choose from over 150 areas of study available online and on campus in Virginia Beach, Virginia. Our motto and our commitment to you is Christian leadership to change the world. Prepare for your profession and discover your purpose at America's premier Christian university. Apply today at www.regent.edu. All right, so we're back. And uh, yeah, we were just left off talking about 
your new book. And we are so excited about this new book. Um, mm. We'd love for you to tell us a little bit about it. Ray actually had a really know, great question. This is the thing. I just would like you to give the premise of the book in a snapshot because okay. I want to save all this time for okay. discussion. Yes. Well, thanks. Uh, so I did my original book, and then I went to a Christian publisher um, uh, because I thought it was really a more of a leadership book, and they said, well, we wouldn't hire this because it's all about business. And I was like, oh, there are business people who are Christians, you know. Um, and, it's allowed. Uh, and and oh the, uh, the person said, well, you know, our people are not really interested in, in business and redemption. We'd be interested perhaps in redemption in other fields. So that was a little bit of a wet blanket. But, mm. uh, you know, I just honestly really prayed about it. And God brought people into my sphere of influence where I could uh, – I heard a redemption story. I mentioned earlier the woman at the MBA presentation. As soon as I heard that story, I sat down with her. I, I would love to interview you. I had a young man in one of my classes uh, – it may have been in the same class mm. – who um, uh, was in the, the Navy and uh, should have been – uh, dishonorably discharged, just to screw mm-hmm. up, just mm-hmm. did everything wrong, just rebellious from yeah. the street, rebellious. Mm-hmm. But the Navy has this thing called the uh, Custodial Corrections Unit. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's their lowest level of uh, correction. I guess Leavenworth, we all know, but mm-hmm. this is the lowest level one, right? Mm-hmm. And all the officers volunteer to be in this program. Mm-hmm. And what they do is a scared straight type of thing. That's what they used to say. Um, and so they break these kids. And the ones who break have the potential to reflect again on what this means to them if they want to be in the service. And that yeah. happened to this young man. He found Jesus Christ mm-hmm. and he uh, uh, got recommitted to his service and he went back and he finished up. So uh, all different kinds of vehicles. Uh, they were talking about a pastor. Very interesting. Um, and, and the survey uh, information in here from a survey that was done about how some denominations view restoration. No, they can never be restored. Some say, well, it's accepted mm-hmm. that they'll have to be out of their pulpit for a year if they're caught mm-hmm. in mm-hmm. sexual mm-hmm. sin or, or some some uh, uh, situation. In this case, it was uh, sexual sin. Uh, but very interesting. Some denominations, um, and again, read the book, uh, are like, oh, you know, that's not really something that you need to be removed from. It's just mm. very interesting how yeah. people mm. respond to this kind of thing. But there was no plan. There's no plan for yeah. getting this person back. If a person is called by God to be in that role and then they fail, mm-hmm. You know, I can tell you there are some, you know, John MacArthur is one who would say can never go back in. Mm. And yet we look at Gordon McDonald, mm-hmm. uh, who very successful pastor, wrote a lot of good books, failed, had an opportunity to be restored. Would we say that he has not been used by God to touch people right. in that right. situation, yeah. not more empathetic mm-hmm. to people. I'd have a hard time qualifying, you know, and saying, oh, this person, yes, and this person, no. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Uh, so a lot of stories, Green Beret, um, blown up one too many times. Uh, his whole team gets the Purple Heart realizes there's something wrong. Used to go up in helicopters, jump out of helicopters, no problem, suddenly getting sick, mm. helicopters. Uh, the thing that that brought it to a head, he's in a live training and falls, loses mm. his balance, falls, can't protect 
his fellow soldiers. Wow. Has to go, has to acknowledge that something's not right. Yeah. You know, they are trained. You cut off their left arm, they're still shooting with their <laughs> yeah, right, absolutely. right? They are yep. impervious to pain and defeat. Well, what happens if they are suffering with something, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. And the situation with TBI, traumatic brain injury, it represents so many different ways, but it's only treated one way. Mm-hmm. So this man's being treated, things aren't right, arguing, screaming at wife, I've got to get help with this. In his case, there was a lot of self-help, reading, talking to different people, working his way back. He's now in our law school. Mm-hmm. After being failed, after coming out, spent his entire career doing this, what to do now? Yeah. An opportunity for redemption to take that energy and to use it. Also started a CBD business mm. to help other people with pain. Just incredible stories. Two guys named Chris, great great story. Uh, One very successful uh, 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 African-American salesperson for a major corporation. Another guy, wealthy family, both he and his brother got addicted to heroin. Hmm. Uh, They meet, again, they grew up together like blocks away from each other, kind of knew each other. Uh, They reconnect at the funeral of the of the brother hmm. of the one who died of heroin. The other guy's still addicted. Uh, this guy, who's very successful, leaves that business. Feels God is leading him to uh, develop other people in the business. He he's kind of in a pastoral role. Gets ordained, I believe, but he's he's coaching people. His ministry is business. His yeah. ministry <laughs> is helping people be successful. Challenges this other guy. Works with him. Says, listen, if you leave that heroin, you can be successful in this business. They they acquire a little business, they're working it, the guy gets off of heroin, he gives him the business, gives it to him. Mm-hmm. That's wow. it. The only thing you have to do is we have to take the profits from that business and we have to put it into a fund so that we can fund other people, yeah. failed people, former addicts, mm-hmm. former criminals, into a uh, business opportunity because wow. business is a lifeline mm-hmm. to finding success. It is. Now, these two guys, heroin addict is now the COO of a chain of smoothie stop stores. Wow. Mm-hmm. Uh, the the pastor, business discipler is now the CFO mm-hmm. and God has wow. opened doors and opportunities for them to uh, begin this chain of businesses. Yeah. And uh, such an incredible story yeah, young woman God. who was oh, sorry well, I, I want I want to stop interrupt you. me because I'll just keep rolling and, and, oh, yes. and this is and this is because I want to grow and I know that there are other people sitting at home listening to this that also want to grow in their thought process and in in their spiritual walk with mm-hmm. the Lord I am so pleased that I serve a God of second chances mm-hmm. third chances Amen. fourth mm-hmm. chances infinite amount of chances um I, I couldn't be who I am sitting here today mm-hmm. if it wasn't for that. And yeah. you and I need to talk. Yes. Um, and I probably need to share those things with those people at home. So I know that I am flawed, very flawed. But at what point, um, if you're a person sitting in that seat with somebody who has caused or had done some offense in mm-hmm. business, 
at what point do you take as a person who's a believer that this is God revealing the character of this person for me and that I need to take this in and know that this is what this person is and protect myself or protect my organization, Mm -hmm. protect the people who work for me at this organization and I'm dealing with classified information, people's personal information, people. At what point do we utilize the behavior and say, maybe this is a warning from the Lord? Mm-hmm. And I need to practice or walk in wisdom. There's going to be some. We we love it. We know in a, in our faith walk that uh, Christ accepts everyone if they call and ask. Redemption occurs, right? And I talk about that in the book. I talk about the story about Ryan Leaf. Um, you know, once we the, the former second round draft pick who just failed uh, classically and continues to fail. Okay. Uh, some people may not find redemption in terms of career, in terms of uh, position. They'll always find it in Christ if they reach out to Jesus Christ, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, there are some people, it's hard to accept that being on this side of the spiritual side, we know that Christ can redeem anyone. Yeah. Thief mm-hmm. on the cross. Mm-hmm. I'm a thief. Mm-hmm. I'm dying for yeah. my sin for my crimes okay at the cross redeemed right and yet there are some people we have to release into the care of the lord and that may mean releasing them from the organization um i mentioned in my first book about a company outside of pittsburgh that actually is part of their hiring strategy they will take people back uh, who have worked for them before who were immature who um demonstrated uh uh, behaviors, you know, their aberrant behavior, you know, lateness, absences, carelessness, whatever yeah. it might be. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, they will give them second chances under certain conditions. We're going to watch you more carefully. Mm-hmm. We're explaining to you very harshly, you know, you're getting a second chance. Yeah. It may work for some businesses. It may not work for mm-hmm. others. My wife and I have this discussion all the time. She's in healthcare. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, in her situation, when she was a manager, had 100 people reporting to her, it wasn't going to work. And yet there are people who worked for her, who left her employment, who t- told, she told them, uh, you know, you shouldn't really hire this person again. And that person winds up in the organization mm-hmm. somewhere else for whatever particular reason. We just have to, as people of faith, mm-hmm. ask ourselves, where is Jesus in this business? Where am I able okay. to express yeah. Jesus okay. in this business, right? Yeah. Again, it may not work for everyone. There's a book we use in the intro class. It's not my book, but it's a book about Christian-owned businesses. And it talks about how each one um, has a, a way it represents their faith. Mm-hmm. Some of them do it one way. Uh, some of them do it a number of ways. I worked for a Christian-owned business uh, for 14 years. Uh, they were in the inner city they committed part of their profits to uh, mm-hmm. uh, to inner city ministries, That's okay? Awesome. Mm-hmm. Would they rehire people? There were occasions where we were able to do that. Uh, I think what the challenge is, um, as people of faith, mm-hmm. to say, how am I representing Christ in the way I do things? Um, where can I demonstrate my faith in a, yeah. in a way that, that okay. aligns with the values of the organization, right? Yeah. Okay. So redemption would align with an HR function because 
we can we can justify second chance. J. P. Morgan Chase is right now talk about it in the book giving second chance opportunities, hiring people mm-hmm. in different situations where they're providing that because it's a segment of the population, high unemployment. Uh, people need mm-hmm. these opportunities. Yeah. In their situation, in certain conditions, it it works. Uh, it used to be years ago, men's warehouse. Uh, the gentleman who was the, owned the men's warehouse because of his own troubles. And, and problems with uh, alcohol abuse. Uh, he did not do background checks on people coming in. Mm-hmm. That's wow. like unheard of, yeah. right? Yeah. Now, uh, do they d- maintain that policy today? I don't know. I know years ago I talked to somebody who worked in a men's warehouse and they said, well, we do background checks on certain in certain roles, mm-hmm. yeah. but generally we don't do that, wow. okay? Most, most, I think 93%, I say in the book, uh, of HR departments do background checks yeah. on people. Uh, but when we move that, you know, that check the box thing, mm-hmm. that's a big movement now, you know, have you been convicted of a crime? If you give me the opportunity to represent that I want to earn a second chance, mm-hmm. that I want mm-hmm. to uh, mm-hmm. be given this opportunity, mm-hmm. then uh, that may lead to a profitable uh, discussion yeah. and, and perhaps a diamond in the rough. Absolutely. Yeah. But it's so just, not just, just something you extend to someone just yeah, off just the bat. Yeah, just carte blanche. So some right. dis, um, yeah. a discernment there oh, and then sure. the desire for the person to be better sure. and a transparency right. with them telling right. you where that came from, where yeah. the behavior came right. from right. Yeah. so that we can fix it. I, right. I love this conversation and like redemption for us, for believers, mm-hmm. should be something that we desire and we we are joyful over, Absolutely. you know? So I think that this is such a great topic, especially for our listeners. Um, and it's such a great topic for us to talk about, but we're out of time. We're out of time. <laughs> we're gonna we, have to do more um, of this talk. Yes, we have, uh, <laughs> we've talked about so many stories. Well, I, you've I might given be able us- to squeeze you in. <laughs> <laughs> you have given us so many great stories. Yes. And uh, I want our audience to know where they can get this book. So could you give us an idea sure. of where they can get the book? Uh, it's out now so yes. that everyone can go it's get it. It's available electronically, uh, Kindle or Barnes & Noble eBooks, uh, The Nook, uh, or uh, the paperback is available uh, on Amazon and all the, you know, all the places you can book. You buy your yeah. book. Yeah. That's right. That's awesome. It's definitely worth it. You've yes. changed the way I, I think. Yes. And I appreciate that. Yes. Appreciate and we like to ask one final question, and we will make the time for this final question. Uh, it's the namesake of our podcast. It's how does someone actually change the world from That's your perspective? Question. Well, I actually wrote an answer to that. I tried to be, <laughs> sure be smart. <laughs> <laughs> I, you know, I have this philosophy. If I say something stupid between us, and you maybe you'll forget. Uh, but if I say something stupid on tape, then it's it stupid lives. for a long time. Yeah. <laughs> and I actually do talk about that in the book about uh, people who can't escape uh, their past uh, behaviors because mm-hmm. it's it lives on and mm-hmm. no one forgets, which is unfortunate. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think, and I again, I think I refer back to maybe a class that we had together. I, I think you need to be intentional about your values. Uh, yeah. Just know what those values are. And, and if you can keep them out front, then every day or every couple of days you can say, okay, am I really living those? So, yeah. you know, I, I value redemption, intentionality, mm-hmm. service, discovery, and persistence. Mm-hmm. So if I can keep those things in front of me and say, are these still relevant? Am I still 
living those things, mm-hmm. then it allows us to say, okay, uh, we can we can change the world because we come at it with a winsome, uh, excited approach. You know, hey, today is a new day for me to express my values yeah. in the marketplace, and uh, let's let's do it. This is great. Yeah. Well. That was a great answer. And thank you so much for joining us on how to actually change the world. Mm -hmm. Uh, To everyone listening, thank you for listening. My name is Darvin Muentes. I'm Ray Pearson. And we are so thankful for you. Like I said at the beginning, like, subscribe. Please hit that bell notification. And we'll see you on the next episode. God bless.